gosh, what sweet relief, right? You're not doing the work of selling the program. You're getting the person to book a call. Hey everyone, I'm Emily Reagan, and you've discovered Unicorns Unite. This is a podcast for freelancers, service providers, virtual assistants, and curious listeners who would like to experience the freedom and flexibility of working virtually. We're the magic makers, movers and shakers, and the real people doing the work behind the scenes of online businesses. Welcome to Unicorns Unite. But first, this episode is sponsored by my very own Unicorn Digital Marketing Assistant School, and that's because our self-study program is now open. If you are one of the ones who've been DMing me, I cannot wait for October. I'm ready to go now. You're eager. You're motivated. You do well in a self-paced environment because you follow through. The self-study program is right for you. You can start learning digital marketing services and workflows right now. And you don't have to wait. You can enroll now. The link is in the show notes. This self-study program is heavily discounted, and it is meant for those of you who want to start making money ASAP. I'll see you inside the program. And if you decide you need to do the live program, you want more accountability, you want to partake in live calls and office hours, the live cohort is starting in October. You can get on the wait list with the link inside the show notes or go to udmaschool.com. Now back to the show. Hey, welcome back to the show. I'm your host, Emily Reagan, a fellow freelancer. I'm on a mission here to help smart women, especially stay-at-home moms, military spouses, and professional women take back their career, stop playing second fiddle, start making money on their own terms. For many of us, we're overeducated. We want to use our brains. We want to make money, but we are over the 60-hour work week. We are over making someone else all the profits and being an entrepreneur, a self-employed business owner, offering a digital service as an independent contractor is what we love to do. It gives us the most flexibility, gives us the most freedom, and it gives us higher paychecks. Now, my background is I have a journalism degree, and I fell into various marketing and PR roles using my ability to write, and then found myself freelancing. And my first retainer freelance client who I've talked about a lot on this show needed help with writing press releases and pitching to the media and this new thing called Facebook. It was 2008, Facebook marketing, social media marketing. It was all pretty new. Now, if you went back to Emily of 2008 and said, hey, girl, hey, 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 do you want to be a freelance virtual assistant? I would have stubbed my nose at it. This is why I've had such a hard time using VA in my marketing, using it as my job title and all of those things, because it always felt very underling for me. That's going to ruffle a lot of feathers, but I'm going to say it out loud. I felt that it was too beneath me. Oh my God, I said that out loud, but I'm in a safe spot here with my podcast. I just knew I was meant for more. I had all this education. I have an MBA. I have a journalism degree, a business minor. I've done all these jobs. I have a breadth of career experience. I've gotten awards. I've made a name for myself. I don't want to be someone's VA. It sounds stupid. It sounds dumb. It sounds like I'm an order taker and I have a brain that was meant for more. I also have a brain that's meant for more than $20 an hour. And there's a reason why when my kids all started school, I didn't want to go back to any kind of regular old job. I was beyond that. I was unemployable. I had experienced what it was like to be home. 
I'd been freelancing in the cracks of mom time. Not really sure how I did it, but I did it. And thinking about going back to work. I mean, I looked at the Capital One job when we moved here to Richmond. I'm like, man, that could be six figures and I would be locked down and miserable. But also, if you would have told Emily back in 2008, and maybe many of you are the same, that I should niche in marketing, I would have been like, WTF, what? I don't have a marketing degree. I can't do that. I would have felt like total imposter syndrome, even though I'd had jobs related and PR is a part of marketing, which I'll talk about in a little bit. That just sounded intimidating. So raise your hand if this is you too. Do you feel like an imposter calling yourself a marketer if you don't have a marketing degree? You know what's funny? I took marketing classes. I have an MBA. And all of those were theory. Memorization, theory, basic B stuff. None of it was anything applicable. I learned the most in my internship working in the sports media relations department than I did in almost any of my college classes. Ouch. So I'm not here to shame the college degree. Don't let my mom hear this episode. I think college is important. There's a lot of good that comes out of it. It puts yourself in a higher income bracket with more earning potential. It qualifies you for the job. I mean, that's like a whole other topic. But did it prepare me to do the work? Absolutely not. So when you're thinking about that and like holding yourself less to like, oh, she has a marketing degree and I don't, just stop right there. Stop right there. Okay, so I created this episode to teach you the difference between marketing and sales, mainly so you will not be intimidated by all this marketing jargon because it's all out there and this digital landscape is changing so freaking quickly. Marketing can be intimidating. So I created this whole new role, this unicorn digital marketing assistant, because VA didn't sound right. It never appealed to me. It didn't describe what I was actually doing. And if you follow me on social, if you read my emails, if you listen to this podcast, you know that I encourage everybody to use a job title. And marketing is a great niche to start in. It's different than admin. I think the reason marketing is so intimidating is that we associate it with sales. Sales is freaking intimidating. (laughs) Maybe that's my own mindset. But that's not what a level one digital marketing assistant is doing, what I teach inside my unicorn digital marketing assistant school. So I want to talk about the difference between sales and marketing. So you don't have clients that are scope creeping you, asking you to do more than you really should, to know what your lane is, and to know if you've got the brain to do this, to go beyond the scope, and you want to, you should be charging more. You're offering strategy. If you're involved in these extra areas, you are so much more. I want you to see that self-worth. But girl, you already know it. If you've got the brain like me, you've done things in the past, like you're standing in confidence. You just need someone to shine the way and like plug you into the right network and teach you what you don't know. So here's the thing with sales. (laughs) Just going to say this too. And marketing, we've all learned new things. We can all learn new stuff. Nobody was born with sales training, none of us, but yet, we'll talk about this soon, sales is creeping into our marketing and is a part of marketing. That's why we just had this launch of the virtual writer where we had Michelle Hunter teaching copywriting because copywriting is that weird quasi-hybrid where things get gray and it's the in-between marketing and sales and it's not very clear. What is it? Is it marketing or is it sales? Well, copywriting is sales in written form. So you are doing a little bit of sales if you are writing any kind of conversion copy, if you're getting people to take action. 
feel like that could be its whole other episode where we talk about different types of copywriting, but we just finished a copywriting series. So let's like take a freaking breath here. Okay. First of all, I want to tell you, we had 11 unicorns sign up for Michelle's virtual writer program. So in about 10 weeks, they are going to come out certified copywriters and able to take on the work. I am just so thrilled by that group. They're going to have weekly assignments. They're going to get coaching and hot seats, and they're going to come out like confident writers. So important to the marketing aspect of everything we're doing. We also just opened up an enrollment window for the digital marketers work group. We had quite a few applications. We have about 21, I think was my last count. I'm probably not updated. People, freelancers join the group. They're already hopping on job leads. They're already signing clients and they're partaking in our advanced trainings and having great conversations. What I love most about the work group is the questions and the support and the feedback that's happening over there. Just the other week, we had a training with one of our own members, Allison Baggett, teaching about Instagram carousels and what goes into the design and development and production, I guess, of Instagram carousels because those are real hot right now. Next month in the work group, we have a case study copywriter coming to show us how to write case studies for our clients. I also have a conversation planned with a marketing guru. It's probably a bad word I shouldn't be saying, but I just said it. She's going to talk about how she charges these crazy numbers for her marketing packages. And we're just going to have a conversation and include the work group. Bottom line, why am I telling you this? You can still get your applications in. Don't have FOMO. If it wasn't the right time, if you missed the emails, it's okay. We decided to open up the next enrollment in June. So you can get your applications in now. It'll be an email only promo. So you've got to be on my list. I might be mentioning on the podcast. I don't know. Sometimes I just like can't plan ahead. We just finished two awesome podcasting series, one on launching, one on copywriting. I'm going into a little break, little, little break where I don't want everything so planned out. And then we'll have another awesome series coming about content marketing. So this episode, I probably should have waited to record it, but I was just feeling really inspired. I'm like, you know what? I'm going to push it up. I'm going to do it now because this is what I want to talk about. And at heart, I am a creative and you can't wrangle me down to a plan. (laughs) And I'm the planner, so whatever. Okay, so let's talk about the difference between marketing and sales. So you come into this empowered position when you're on a discovery call, when you're doing the work, when you're second guessing what you should be doing and charging. So marketing, 101. Marketing builds brand awareness and it attracts leads to your business. We're all doing marketing for our businesses and for our clients. Marketing creates demand for the product, the service. Whereas sales converts that demand into paying customers. They are clicking buy and actually sending money. Businesses need both. It's very collaborative. The problem is sometimes like in large companies, it's like marketing versus sales. It's not like that in our space. We'll talk about why soon, but marketing is really establishing and maintaining, nurturing, building this brand reputation. And then the salesperson is making sure the brand lives on by actually making money and keeping those paying clients happy. So a sales plan is really the tools and the resources that lead one buyer from interested to purchasing. My friend Ashley Chanel says from high to buy. I think that's really funny. So sales and marketing are two different things, but oftentimes they're lumped together. And that's because there's six different departments of every business. We have operations. 
human resources. We have finance and accounting. We have research and development. We have customer service and number six, marketing and sales. There it is lumped together. Now, I'm not teaching you to be a bookkeeper. And if you have those skills, that's great. That's a different department. You can be a unicorn and have bookkeeping skills. That's cool. I have an MBA. I've done accounting classes. I like bookkeeping too. That's not the service I offer. You do you. Same thing. I don't teach people how to be an operator, right? The launch aspects of online business suit online business managers very well. They suit directors of operations because they need to know this stuff and manage the people doing the work, but that doesn't mean they are the marketer or the chief marketing officer. I'm also nowhere interested in HR. Sorry, that's a different person. Bigger businesses, they do need an HR manager, assistant, all of that. I teach marketing assistants, and that's where my passion is. I love the creativity. I love analyzing the data, figuring out what's working. Marketing is a lot of testing. So I teach marketing. So let's start with marketing. In my MBA, we learned this stuff, but there's four P's of marketing. They call it the marketing mix, and that's product, price, place, and promotion. I'll say it again. Product, price, place, promotion. Marketing is not just about promotion, you guys. That's where people get stuck. We hear marketing and we think that it's all about posting on social media and promoting it, maybe advertising it too. But there's a lot that goes into marketing. Number one product, that's all about the offer. What problem does it solve? Then we have where it's distributed, who's the best audience, and the price. And the price isn't just cost of goods sold plus a profit margin, but it's your positioning. Are you a high-end luxury item? Are you a low-end? What is the availability of the product? Are you in Walmart or Saks Fifth Avenue, right? And then do you have a discounting strategy? For me, my program, no. You can find another VA competitor that does discounts all the time, but that's not me. That's not who I'm speaking to, and that's not the quality of lead and buyer that I want to. Okay, so we talk about product. It's offer development. Creating the offer, doing the legwork to make sure it's the right offer, it's still in the marketing umbrella, but that's like level three, you guys. That's beyond what a level one digital marketing assistant is doing. What most of us are doing are the promotional piece, and that's called inbound marketing. And we're doing it B2C, business to consumer. It's the simplest way to start. Of course, business to business makes more money. B2B is more money, but more complications. So types of marketing I know you've heard of, content marketing, social media marketing, influencer marketing, search engine marketing, email marketing, public relations, print marketing, even direct mail. Those stupid little calendars and magnets you get from your real estate agent are those value-packed coupons that you save for your local coffee shop. Just me? Marketing is all of that, but it's also brand development. It's presentations, white papers, workshops, books, articles, anywhere that your media and your expertise and your thought leadership is sent out. It's also creating a marketing strategy. It's media and public relations, which is my background. It's creating those collateral materials like brochures, direct mail, rack cards, websites, billboards. Your marketing is your brand. And so that means how you reply to emails, how you respond to DMs. It is the company culture and how people are in the office space, even what the office space looks like. I remember when I used to work in Oklahoma City and my communications director job, one of our 
advertising agencies, they had like the coolest layout. Think like, I don't know if Mad Men was this day, but like these creative agencies have all this pressure to have like a cool setup. I think they had a ball pit and you could go play and be creative. I'm like, oh my gosh. But they showed off their office space like they were just like this shit. It was so funny. But I get it. That was part of their brand. And you're like, oh, look how clever they are. They must be so smart and so good at their job. Marketing is also your customer loyalty. What customers are saying about you behind your back, expressing via word of mouth. Inbound marketing is really what we're doing as digital marketing assistants because we are trying to attract new eyeballs, new customers by creating valuable content for our clients. So anything that attracts new eyeballs specifically, which is social media, it's Pinterest, it's YouTube, it's blogging, it's podcasting, it's PR, and it's SEO. I think Google Ads is sometimes considered inbound marketing because people are searching and finding the ad first, whereas all the other ads are called outbound marketing. It's like a whole nother, a whole nother deal. When you're doing media buys, media placements, outbound marketing is not a level one digital marketing assistant. So think about ads you see on websites, banner ads, you see ads on Facebook, YouTube, Pinterest, you name it, any kind of direct mail, billboards, all of those media TV spots and whatnot, radio ads. And then there's also email promos. Have you ever gotten an email where you were not on that list? Somebody sold your email and then tried to market to you and it was kind of unwanted. It was broadcast out to you when you didn't ask for it. That's pretty much outbound marketing. It's also what digital marketing assistants don't do. So I hope this like is like lowering your intimidation factor here because those stuff you don't know, we're kind of in your wheelhouse right now with inbound marketing because I know you're reading articles online. I know you're consuming social media. I know you don't live under a rock. The outbound stuff is more intimidating. The branding and the strategy is more intimidating. Okay, so Facebook ads, unfortunately, are next level DMA work. A lot of us need to get our foot in the door, prove that we can do it, learn everything we can, get all the experience, and then we can start helping our clients with ads. If you're curious about ads, if you're ready to get to the next level, we have an episode 143 with Jen Posick about launch ads. We have another really good episode, one of my top episodes with Ashley Chanel, number 120. She talks about setting expectations as an ads manager and things you need to go if you're kind of hedging into that work. We also have an ads training inside the work group. I walk you through doing custom audiences, lookalike audiences, like just showing you the back end of Facebook ads so you can get more comfortable. Ads are a possibility. What I don't recommend is you going from zero to ads with no in between. That's where the Unicorn Digital Marketing Assistant School can help somebody who isn't already familiar with this world start to get there. Because in the end, advertising, sales, marketing, anytime you're bringing in the money, you can charge more. And that's why ads managers are the ones they're boasting about 20K months. But guess what? Ads are hard. I have an ads manager friend who's quitting because she's tired of the crappy clients, the pressure. It is like gambling. You can't guarantee results. But okay, I'm digressing. So when we're doing all this marketing content for our clients, we're mainly doing inbound marketing. And we're moving our client's audience in our own, it's very meta, it applies to your own audience, through three stages. The awareness stage, which is when a person first discovers you, your company, your product, your service. 
we move them to the consideration stage where they're taking an actual interest in it. They're kind of considering it, obviously, to the decision stage, which is the final stage where they make a decision to buy. Our job in marketing is to work somebody through that. At a level one DMA, our client has the marketing strategy. Our client has a plan, a marketing plan based on their goals. You help them achieve it. You track those goals and you execute and implement the marketing plan. Hey, I'm interrupting my own show to ask, have you taken my quiz? If you're wondering how to combine your services and skills in a unique, unicorn-esque way, then take my quiz to open your eyes to the possibilities. You can see where you fit in to this whole online business world. This quiz is based on the DISC personality. It will be unique to you. I'll take what you're good at, what you already know, plus your personality traits, and give you suggestions on how to adapt to the online space and combine your uniqueness in a way that makes you totally hireable and an in-demand unicorn. Go to emilyreaganpr.com slash quiz or check it out in the show notes. Back to the show. Where does it get dicey? When they're looking for you to set the strategy when they're looking for you what to do, what to post, which channel should they be on. Then when you're doing that, when you're helping with the content strategy or the marketing strategy, you are a strategist. You will get there so damn quickly. And this is why your big overeducated, underemployed brain right now is going to freaking love it. You're going to love it. You're going to thrive in this sweet spot. But what do you need to do to get there? You need to say yes to the clients. You need to get the max experience right now. So when these opportunities arise, you can jump on it. You will say, I know exactly what to do. Andrea Pettingill, who was on our podcast, I'll throw in her episode number here in a minute. She was talking about how quickly she turned into the strategist for her client, a consultant, and how it just blew her mind. She immediately doubled her rates. And now she just wrapped up a launch. Her and her client had, I think, a 20K launch. She was saying how thrilling it's been. She's been doing this for about one year. I think she found me about a year ago. It is crazy how fast you will move into this role if you are smart. And I know you're smart, you're listening here. There's no question about that. It's more about, are you willing to step up and offer ideas? Okay, I digress a little bit. So it's great experience. The best thing you can do right now is get the work, say yes to the jobs, which we just talked about in a previous episode, start getting results and claim those results and start offering strategy sessions. If you don't have one on your website right now and you are doing client work and you're especially retainer work, Add a strategy package right now, $100, one hour to help them talk through their problem. Obviously, like do the back end work to intake it so you're not just showing up on a call like, okay, like fresh and not knowing anything. That's your assignment from this podcast. Okay, sales. Sales is a different animal. And this is where a lot of us get intimidated, right? And we don't want to do this. But like I said, we've got to. We've got to because we're ultimately selling our own services, right? So what are most of our clients are doing, especially those who are coaches and service providers themselves, they set their marketing goal to drive discovery calls. They want people to book a call so they can get on a Zoom for 30 minutes and sell and pitch their service or follow up with them and sell and pitch. Again, they're selling from the call. That is sales. That's not your job as a marketing assistant. Your job is to get the calls booked. So other clients are selling high ticket offers, which is typically, we see a lot of group coaching programs over $3,000 and they'll be selling on discovery calls too. And they need to, because if it's above $3,000, it requires a call. It's a lot of money. People want to talk. And what you'll find is the, the big seven figure business owners 
who have all of the revenue and these like massive programs that are over $3,000, they will have an entire sales team dedicated to this. So even as a marketing assistant, your job is just to get them leads. Gosh, what sweet relief, right? You're not doing the work of selling the program. You're getting the person to book a call. And then the sales team will take over with the sales system. That process a customer goes through from prospecting to accepted customer. Now, sales is kind of funny because there's a lot of little things that go into it. You know, a big part of it is qualification, making sure you're getting on the call with somebody who is primed and ready and qualified and vetted. But sales activities include identifying these leads too, tracking them. That's why we see CRMs. You could use active campaign deals. You could use Salesforce or something crazy built out. You could use a simple Google Sheet, which is what I teach inside Unicorn Digital Marketing Assistant School. We all need to be tracking our leads and our leads drive our daily sales activities. It really helps you and your own business remember, all right, I need to book 10 sales calls this month. Let's break it down. That's about 2.5 a week, I can do that, right? And then it becomes attainable, you become motivated and you hit your goals and you keep yourself focused instead of playing on TikTok. And that's a big hint because that's what all of us service providers are doing. (laughs) We're booking calls. I just make it easy for any of you in the work group because I'm handing you over the hot leads so you don't have to do as much work, but you guys get that. Sales activities also include this direct contact with the prospects, even after a signed contract. It involves interviewing, closing, negotiations, managing a portfolio of like current and past clients, and it can involve like asking for referrals too. So another part of this online space is a social selling component. I have a whole blog about this. I'll post it in the show notes, but a lot of these sales teams, seven-figure business owners are using someone to do the sales in the DMs, to push people to book calls, to get into their network, all to book calls. So the social seller is basically a social media person who's savvy, but it's happening more in the DMs and one-on-one conversations, and they're tracking and identifying leads. So if your client is having trouble with their calls, there could be two things that are wrong, right? They could A, have a bad audience, which this comes from marketing. Maybe marketing is sending the wrong message the wrong type of leads to book a call. Or your client, maybe even you, to call you out, could be bad at sales. Maybe you're not good at the sales conversation, which we talked about with Michelle Hunter in the previous episode, that whole marketing conversation of creating desire and providing yourself as a solution. Your client might need to get better at sales. They're selling from a webinar, they need to get better. Now it gets a little messy because some of our marketing world, we do these selling mechanisms tucked into our marketing. So we see these launch events. We just did that launch series here on the podcast. We see webinars. We see workshops where there's a pitch coming at the end. So the sales and the marketing gets kind of squished in there. But as level one DMAs, we're not writing the pitch, right? We might be helping with the conversion copy that comes after the sales promos that come and all of that. So what we're really seeing in this online space is this traditional process where somebody There's a gatekeeper. In the old days, there was a gatekeeper. You needed to buy a new computer. So you drove over to Circuit City and you had to talk to a salesperson and they were the gatekeeper to explain all the different models. And they would ask you questions and figure out what you're gonna use it for and then make a recommendation. You would pick it, you would buy it at the cashier and then you would load it in your car, go home, plug it in, turn it on and figure that out. 
it's like the same sales process that's been around for years, but things have been changing because now buying is completely different. It's not so linear. Marketing has changed everything because the customers no longer rely on the salesperson. So it's getting a little bit muddied. We can help them be educated. We can bring them into the buying process through marketing. The customer doesn't need a salesperson to tell them what the right answer is. They are fully informed. They are reading the reviews. They are reading the products. They are learning about you and your brand, and they are doing everything they can to educate themselves. The marketplace has become one big conversation, and that prospect is doing a big part of it on their own. And I think that's what's fun about marketing. There's a big shift in front-end marketing. There's a big shift in brand development, less on sales. And this is why the digital marketing assistant is more in need than ever. You are doing a lot of the heavy lifting. So salespeople are dealing with educated, ready-to-buy customers, and it's they have more information in hand. They love your brand. They're diehard fanatics. They've already stacked you up against the competitors. Marketing is the biggest challenge for our clients right now, and that's why the demand is there. It's a whole new ball game. It's a low barrier to entry, and clients need help. That's why we've shared over 1,700 different jobs with our work group alone in the last two years. Okay, if you want to learn more about sales, I wanted to stop and tell you we have a really good episode 136 with Tracy Patterson talking about discovery calls. And then another good one with a sales coach, both our sales coaches, Michelle Terpstra, episode 119. We talk a lot about selling in the DMs and some social selling in there. So if that piqued your interest, go check those out. I hope you feel empowered that marketing could be your thing. I hope you see that your past career, your past job skills are totally transferable. We just need to dust them off and make them relevant to marketing. And you can become competitive with this without spending a dime on a college degree here. And if you have been in the same boat where the VA world just didn't cut it for you. You're like, what is this? Why is this not compelling? It's because you just needed to do something with more higher order thinking. And marketing could be the challenge for you. Okay, so I have a couple more things for your takeaway. It's important for marketing to call in the right leads. Otherwise, your sales team, your client is screwed. My friend Brenna McGowan calls them the right fit ready client. You need the person who actually has income, who has the motivation to follow through, to be a good customer, and therefore an even better testimonial. We want the people who are going to get results. There's a reason why I speak to women who have real job experience rather than the 18-year-old fresh out of high school. I know who's the best fit. Somebody who I don't have to explain inner office workings, who already has interpersonal skills, who gets it, who's been on a network, worked with companies, understands remote work, right? Your job as a digital marketing assistant or freelancer is to move your clients' prospects through this buyer's awareness journey from awareness consideration to decision so sales can take over. You are not responsible for the results of the sales team. You can let that go. Your job is not in the sales lane. So you should feel empowered that you are doing enough 
and to manage these expectations. You are not running your client's business for them either. You can see that it opened up so many scopes to go into offer development, product research and development, customer service. There's a lot of different angles you can go in, but you cannot be all things to all people. Someone made a post about a unicorn VA, meaning you do everything. No, that is not what I meant. I meant a unicorn has talent and knows it and isn't afraid to use it in a unique combination. A unicorn is rare. That does not mean you do everything. But it's a good sign if you do well at a lot of things, right? It's a good sign that you'll be fully capable of taking on the challenge of marketing. What I don't want to happen is you have a client who expects you to bring in so many leads a month, is paying you based on results and closings when that's not really your job. Yeah, our job is to bring in leads, but you cannot guarantee it. You cannot guarantee that your client's YouTube video is going to result in 500 new leads. You cannot do that. Just like the ads manager can't guarantee that ads will actually work. We just don't know. You can guarantee that you will publish on time, that you will follow their marketing plan, that you will help them execute it, that you will pay attention to the numbers and report trends and bring ideas to the table. You can't promise that a lead magnet is going to work, that a blog is going to bring in so many new eyeballs and start ranking on Google page one. (laughs) You can't promise that. I know sales is important. Sales is what's closing and making the money, but you can see why marketing is what's creating this large audience of raving fans. Marketing is what's bringing in referrals even more beyond the first close. Marketing is building the trust in the brand loyalty that people actually like beyond a salesperson. Marketing establishes trust and it's the best ambassadorship, right? So feel good about the work you're doing. Don't feel intimidated by the term marketing assistant. Thank you for listening to my little rant about marketing and sales. If you found this podcast helpful, will you do me a favor? Share it on Instagram and tag me. And then share it with one friend who is a admin virtual assistant who might be intimidated to take on marketing. I would love that. That's the best thing you can do for me. Again, you can get your applications in for the work group. We'll open up again in June. And if you're already like sold, I want to learn the marketing services right now. I want to start jumping in with clients. And you're the type of person who's motivated to do a self-paced program. The Unicorn Digital Marketing Assistant School self-study is open right now. What's the main difference? You do it self-paced. We'll drip out a couple modules and then it will come out and you get to watch it. We have it in order from email marketing all the way to setting up your business, from email marketing to marketing funnels to affiliate marketing. We even include how to set up your business so you can be rocking and rolling in about eight weeks. It depends on how fast you get through the homework and the lessons. That is available right now for $19.97. We also have an announcement. Our live Unicorn Digital Marketing Assistant School is opening in October. You can get on the wait list for that if you like accountability, if you like joining us on live calls, asking questions in person, if you need more eyes on your portfolio, your packages, and your website, then the live cohorts for you. That is going to be $29.97. We'll have a special discount for early enrollment. I just wanted to go ahead and plug that here now because I want to be transparent with the prices. There's a huge cost savings for the self-study. 
you'll go through that. You'll be invited to join the Digital Marketers Workgroup afterward where you'll get continued learning and all of the job ops to really help you run with this. The self-study program is also great for business owners who have a teammate who needs to up-level into marketing but is not so concerned with the building your business aspect as well. So they can get in and do the learning. They can learn the marketing workflows and apply it to your business in real time. If you want to start earning income as a digital marketing service provider or digital marketing assistant, you only need your laptop. You can tap into what online business owners really need help with by downloading my top 10 most requested tasks. These are the services I did for years for my clients behind the scenes. You can take this download and apply it to your own business and start by offering these very same services. If you want to niche down in digital marketing, this is your guide. Just use the link in the show notes or go to emilyreaganpr.com slash services. How many of my podcasts start with me saying, I don't want to say that and then deleting everything? Welcome to episode 154. Okay, hold on. I got to go let my dog out. <laughs>